Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Dillon Show. Here it is Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we are pre-recording this show quite a few days before the actual holiday. You have many, many things to do. We've got a we've got a a real special guest coming up uh that'll come out on Monday. Yeah. Next week. Next week. And then we're taking a we're taking a, a little holiday. So you've got you're gonna have two episodes to binge, and then we'll see you in December, probably, or late November. However that works. Um, and uh, I'm very excited about this guest, Noah Tishby, coming back on. Why am I? Why would I stop? Why would I ever stop? I'll never stop trying to get Noah to come back on this show and tank it further in views. That episode tanked so badly that I should have Hezbollah. <laughs> on for every day for a week because that thing ate it. Mm. What are you going to do? Timothy Chalamet, uh, uh, what's going on over here in uh, Japan? Or I think he's promoting the Wonka film. I just don't love this. Let's just take a look at this here. <laughs> I don't, I mean, that is that... Are they in the film? No. So they're just making... It, it feels like those children have been... They've, they've had to do that and food has been withheld from them <laughs> until they did it just like that. Like, I feel like... I don't... Even he seems like he's like, oh, whoa, what's, what's going on? Wow. One more time here. It's just uncomfortable. Are they children or are they like, do they have a disease where they're like 30? <laughs> like the Dobby girl. Like, uh, 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 Zha -Zha. I am, I will never, I am a huge fan right now of, uh, is it Zhao Zhao and Wu Long? Get up, Zhao Zhao and Wu Long. Zhao Zhao is a 36 year old. Yeah, this one. Go to the third one down there. This is yeah. a good one. Uh, she is from a province in China and she's big on Chinese TikTok. And her friend Wu Long is kind of a hunchback, and Zhao Zhao has her own issues. But, um, and this transgender. Presenter in China. China seems kind of fun. Like, I know that we're all supposed to be afraid of China. But if this is what's going on in China, count me in. They've got this transgender presenter who's very polished and put together. Uh, who looks very good. She's, like, going the full, you know, she's really, 
She's going the full, you know, whatever it is, you know, doing it, uh, I, I don't want to say right, but doing it well. It's nice. You know, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, and I and people are going to get angry with me, and I don't know. I'm just saying sometimes it's nice to see a transgender person really try. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Because I like effort in every part of life. Do you understand? It's not, I'm only, I'm not simply requiring it of someone who's transitioning or changing genders. I want it all over the place. But I do like it when I see someone who is transgender really commit to it mm -hmm. and really try to the best of their own financial ability. Mark Norman used to have a great joke about that where he was like, People say this one's brave, she's just rich or whatever, you know? But I like to see somebody try, which this host in China is doing, and this is kind of like, I guess, a Chinese-American idol in a way. Mm -hmm. I, don't know, I don't know if that's what it, it is, but let's give everyone a taste of this. If you don't know who these people are, this will be cultural prediction here. This will be more common. We are going to find people that are deformed because this is kind of the final phase of society where it's really the barbarism is coming. I, every week I try not to do this, by the way. Like every week I go, <laughs> I drive here and I go, you know, I know why I'm not as big as like other people. It's just because it's like, how much can you take of this, right? Like even <laughs> me, like even me sometimes, right? I'm like, how much can I take? Like I want to do other things like, I had a nice Friendsgiving. I talk about that. I could talk about entertaining. I like, I like throwing, uh, you know, parties and seeing people get together. Who cares, right? But I get it. Like, like I was like today on the way here. I was like, I'm not going to do the whole. It's fall. The empire is falling in a cloud. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do it. But I really, I sometimes I don't want to do it. Mm. But it's just, it's now what is there. It's uh, so if it's you know. There's, it's, it's hard to infer anything else from the news, is my point. It's difficult. I tried to. To infer, we're going to go later. Fox News literally has an article that's like, here's how you can have a Thanksgiving mm -hmm. without killing people that you know. Because they're so used to the people that watch Fox News as being like, I guess, like monsters that they literally every line is like, well, you know, you don't, you know, don't keep a loaded gun at the table. Like, it's such a crazy article. But what I mean here about Zhao Zhao and Wulong, and I think why they're an important, you know, I know that, <laughs> I mean, uh, even as I say this, it seems insane. But what's important about Zhao Zhao and Wulong is that we're, I believe what's coming is a real fascination with deformed people, kind of freaks, it's going back to the 1920s as it was in the beginning, as it shall be in the end. Mm -hmm. I believe we are going back to the kind of tent era, depression, tent era, carnival sideshow circus. This is what I believe. This is kind of the final form of a lot of the trends that we've seen on the internet. These people are probably being abused, they're being used, but they're getting their fame and 
you know, people are going to say this is a good thing. You know, people, people debate this. They go, these, are, these people are being abused. And then other people go, no, they're not. They love it. And no one knows what's going on because no one lives in this crazy province of China. But I think her family's probably like, we're making a little bit of money here. People like that she's an oddity. She's an oddity. Mm-hmm. And this was the thinking behind the freak show, right? This person is an oddity, but why not pay money to see them? Because, so this is what a lot of TikTok has become. We are putting humans on display and human oddities, and we are marveling at them. We're gawking. And the latest manifestation of this is Zhao Zhao and Wulong, who, by the way, I feel an affection for both of them, and I enjoy what they're doing. Zhao Zhao is a, a kicks and hits because she's often angry at others, which I often feel very enraged, and I feel kind of envious of her, of her ability to kind of just kind of... Wulong... Her friend, who only... I read about them for several hours. <laughs> and Wulong... I had a party. It's funny, you know, I had this Friendsgiving. And I, 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 you talk... What I like about it is you don't talk to anyone for that long. You do your little thing with everybody. You go over to Caitlyn Jenner. How are you? She's talking about patriotism. Love it. Go over to Barry Weiss. What's your deal? The Jews? Good. Moving on. We go over to Tana Mojo, like her. What's going on with the pussy? <laughs> You're just quick, quick in and out. Bobby Lee, lovely to meet your girl. This one, that one, that one. You know, Santino, a bunch of people came. But for a lot of the party, I was reading about Zhao Zhao and Wulong because I was, I'm transfixed. And they said this all started because uh, Zhao Zhao they, they, they were doing some type of benefit for Xiao Xiao. They brought her out. She sang a song or people liked it. Supposedly Wu Long only spoke one word before she started doing social media. Hmm. These are the Chinese D'Amelios. You know how we have <laughs> Charlie D'Amelio and Dixie D'Amelio? This is what they have. And I take these two over the D'Amelios any day of the week, without further ado, if you don't know them, you will. They're going to be household names. Uh, is this show part of the problem or part of the solution? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's a real difference. Zhao Zhao and Wulong. Now, if that's what Wonka was, I'd watch it. <laughs> Xiao Zhou and Wulong, find them, support them on all their channels. <laughs> Wulong doesn't sing often. She's chill, but she does sing sometimes. You know, this is what's happening. This is where, where life is going. Fox News just ran an article. Fox News likes to run articles occasionally where they're basically like, listen, occasionally you're going to go into the world and... Um, 
you know, a friend of mine is, lives down in Florida, just opened a QAnon store. This is true. She opened a QAnon boutique in like a, uh, in a old motel. In Florida, they just let you uh, transact business, which I like. So they have these old motels. And we'll talk about the commercial real estate crash in a little bit too. But she opened this kind of, it's just a QAnon store. It just looks like a hoarder's house. She's got like games from the 90s that kids can buy in like fun Trump sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. It's just a QAnon boutique in Florida for people that are older, that are in the area, and want to go to the QAnon store, you know? And so what Fox News has to do every now and then is run an article where they're basically like, hey, you're going to have relatives that don't shop at your QAnon store, and you're going to have to eat turkey with them. How do you do it? How do you do it? If someone, it's very funny because the whole premise of the whole thing is like, someone's coming to your house. They don't agree with you. How can you do it? How to handle combative relatives during the holidays. Welcome to attend with conditions. (laughs) And this is on the Fox News website. Because Fox News, by the way, for years has been promoting all manner of crazy things like a lot of news organizations do. MSNBC, any of them. Their job, if you watch the primetime lineup, is not to inform you. The job is to wind you up and send you out into the world uh, like a whirling dervish where you are just anywhere you can go spread the gospel... But now they're right. Every now and then they'll throw out an article where they're like, hey, it's Thanksgiving. So, okay, there might be people that show up at your house that do not, they're not, they don't get it like you get it. They're not in the program like you're in the program. They don't know about the underground tunnels. You do. So you're going to have to just make a choice. You're going to have to ban them from speaking or you're going to have to set boundaries because it's your house and you get to decide what's real and what's not in your house. This is your reality. They're stepping into your reality. So whatever you've decided is the truth, they got to subscribe to that. Quote, if you're worried about the possibility of fights or quarrels or, or over any number of topics during the holiday season, mental health experts, which, by the way, what a great term, and God only knows. <laughs> mental health experts shared strategies and insights for how to diffuse arguments and how to speak to relatives about your concerns. Don't buy into the belief that you have a perfect family or that the holiday will be perfect, said Jonathan Alpert, a psychotherapist and executive performance coach. Right, right, always, right? (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Go back up. Executive performance coach. It's always something else when these experts weigh in. It's never like, 
just some type of doctor. It's like doctor and con artist, like <laughs> psychotherapist and con artist and, uh, you know, Primerica executive. Uh, it's a psychotherapist and sells Mary Kay cosmetics. Um, this person has practices in Manhattan and Washington, D.C., and author of the book, Be Fearless, Change Your Life in 28 Days, which, you know, I'm sure has a lot of valuable information on being fearless and changing your life in 28 days, if you want to. By adjusting your expectations, you're less likely to be disappointed and stressed should something not go according to plan, and you'll be able to take the pressure off yourself. If you know in advance there's bad blood between relatives, what can you do? Talk to people ahead of time. Hold a conversation with them separately about your expectations of their behavior, said Amy Morin, a psychotherapist and author of 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. So Fox just tells you, we'll plug your books. Mm -hmm. Just weigh in. Yeah. Weigh into this article about how people can behave. We got to give advice to our regular viewers about how they can behave like people for two hours out of the year. Weigh in here, and we'll plug your book about uh, 13 things mentally strong people don't do. Hint number 13, look at the poor. They don't do it because they're mentally strong. Make it clear that they're welcome to attend, but that arguing or rude behavior won't be tolerated. After all, you have others to think about, including your loved ones and possibility your, and possibly your children and many other people you care about deeply. Refuse to take sides. Reconsider serving alcohol. Can you ever just pick one relative over another? Yes. You can certainly just pick one relative over the other. Sometimes family rifts stem from serious issues like childhood abuse, crime, or substance abuse. You don't have to invite people to your home just because they're related to you. Right. So if someone in your family is uh, uh, raped everyone in the family, Fox News is telling you, you don't have to invite them. But what if they agree with me? Well, that's tough. That's hard. If the rapist is on your side politically, it becomes different, you know? You're a neutral party who wants to invite everyone and you aren't interested in listening to complaints about the other person. You might decide to pick one relative because you want them to feel emotionally safe or because you want them to attend the gathering and they wouldn't if the other person was there. Do you warn both people to be on their best behavior ahead of time? Who is this for? Who is this who is this for? What person is sitting at home going, God, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Look at this. What if the relative isn't at odds with a particular guest, but just has a combative personality? Fox is, ba they're basically like, what if this person is going to come there and say something you're uncomfortable with? What do you do? What can you do? How do you turn your Thanksgiving table into a fascist dictatorship of which you are the dictator? That's really what it comes down to. 
That's the whole article. The whole article is like, how do you? Because they they bury it in the mental health crap, which they don't care about at all. And they're basically like, yeah, how can you avoid a disagreement? How can you avoid disagreement? Now, several people have the benefit of armies or intelligence services that will disappear people that disagree with them. Now, you may not have the financial wherewithal to do that, or you may live uh, in, in, a, in a, a type of place where uh, murdering is outright illegal. So what you have to do is find different ways to shut down anyone that would disagree with you about anything. Because we here at Fox, we know what you want to do. We know what you want to do. You've hosted the event, and you've hosted the event because you want to basically get everyone around the table and, and yell and scream about the Guatemalans. Now, that's fine. But someone might ruin this by going, hey, they're, they're people, kind of, right? Like the softest defense. They might provide like the thinnest defense of, for example, like, like somebody at the kitchen table might be like, you know, it feels like 12,000 people is a lot of people to kill in Gaza. And people are like, you're out of line. You're turning this holiday upside down, you sick fuck. Fox News, how do you turn your Thanksgiving into a fascist dictatorship where everyone is afraid to have a different opinion? Look at this. I love this. How do you keep hot topics out of the conversation? This is very, Fox goes, this is very difficult to do as we cannot control other people. By the way, <laughs> this is not, there's no idea here. Like, the, so we're supposed to believe that the person who's reading this on foxnews.com is it just an innocent wallflower who's terrified? This is the Fox News watcher. They're terrified about people coming to their house and starting up. It's very difficult to do as we cannot control other people. However, if and when hot topics come up, you can set a boundary by saying something like, let's not get into XYZ. It can be controversial, and we're all having a good time. Why don't we talk about ABC instead? Can you say to a relative, I can't have this in my home again. <laughs> I can't have this in my home again like last year. And by it, I mean your mixed-race child. <laughs> I think it would be better if you visited another day. As challenging as it may be to tell a relative not to come to a holiday, it might be what it be. It, it's just the premise of this is hilarious. Mm -hmm. The idea that like a, a Fox News watcher is like, well, we just like to have a Thanksgiving that's uncomplicated, but then people come in with all their ideas. All their ideas. And <laughs> me and my husband just sit there and we're just sitting there and serving everybody turkey and reading Mein Kampf. But then these kids come in with their ideas. Think about what is in the best interest of the group. How Orwellian is all this? That's it, yeah. So Orwellian. <laughs> a conversation like this can lead to hard feelings, but having a relative come over who does not get along with other relatives can also lead to hard feelings. What is it? Like, what world are we living in where there's articles being written about, like, hey, man, someone might come to your house 
and you might have a disagreement. Here's a 10-point plan to make sure that doesn't happen. I mean, how crazy is that? And then everybody's like, well, everybody's in a bubble. Everyone's in a, why is everyone in a, such a bubble? Everyone's in a, a feedback loop. Nobody's, uh, yeah, because you have articles telling people the mildest disagree, like make sure, draw the lines, draw the battle lines before they get there. Let them know. It's like, guys, let shit fly. Let it fucking happen. It's Thanksgiving. That's what it's supposed to be. People are supposed to disagree and fight. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. People are supposed to sit on a couch, you know, in that tryptophan haze, you know, in a coma from the turkey, and they're supposed to just, you know, start fighting, you know, about nonsense. That's the whole point of the holiday. They're supposed to argue. Everybody is so ill-informed at a holiday party. It's great. And then they're all tired and drunk and they don't really know what they're talking about. And that's when you get real raw, fun collisions of bad ideas that both parties have. Mm -hmm. And that's what we should do. Why are we trying to avoid that? It's the literal point of the holiday. It's the point of the, you don't care about seeing your cousin for the most part. It's fun to watch stuff pop off. When my father and his wife brought their dogs to my, to my grandmother's house and my uncle flipped out and screamed about it, and he was in the right, by the way, you just stop bringing your dogs places if they're not invited. It's just what it is. I love my father and his wife. But I'm just saying, in this uh, you know, particular instance, I thought my uncle had a point there. You know, that's a, that, that, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Why avoid that? You know, I grew up in an Irish family where people fought a lot, sometimes physically. There was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of loud people, a lot of opinions, a lot of hostility being expressed. I think that's incredibly healthy. I I, I don't think avoiding all of that is uh, good. I think it's part of the fun. Part of the fun of a Thanksgiving is to get it going. Like, if you're a young person, tell them, tell them you're in Hamas at Thanksgiving. Go, I am in Hamas. Couldn't be, show up in a, 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 a hijab. Give your grandmother a stroke. And then just go, I'm kidding. Tell them you converted to Islam in the car on the way over. Have fun. You only live one. These are the memory. You're making memories. I mean, what's the point? Everything that has any value is a controversial topic for the most part. So, I mean, I guess you could just talk about yourselves like a bunch of narcissists. But immediately get it, immediately get into the Middle East. It's why they're fighting over there. So we can talk about it at our Thanksgiving table. That's why it's <laughs> happening. What do you think Hamas did it with a bunch of power? You think they did it for nothing? They did it so that you can talk about it while you stuff marshmallows in your face. That's the benefit of living in America. Up until the point everybody nukes us, which is coming, but... The benefit of living in America is being able to discuss things 
that have real consequences for other people. And you get to discuss them quite flippantly and casually. You get to discuss life and death decisions pretty casually with no information. You're, we're all, it's all like kind of Game of Thronesy with the goblets of wine and eating the turkey. Well, you get better. You got to kill him. You got to kill him. Well, they have to do it because they're in a hot, they're under the hospital. That's why you don't know because they're in school, those people. So the kids are at the school, but you got to kill the people and under the school. That's where it is. That's what you have to do. This is the benefit of being an American. The benefit of being an American is that you get to engage quite casually in uh, discussions and topics that uh, are, they have real consequences for people all over the world and you get to just sound off on them. From the minute you can talk, you're allowed to do this and there's no better time to do it than the holidays. There's no better time. There's a captive audience. Everybody's eating and drinking. You don't see these people a lot. It's good to see what they're into and about. Why not? Why avoid it? What are you going to fucking talk about? It's so boring if you're if you're going to like I like a little bit of And you know we were pretty we would fight about personal things, my family more more so than political. But I don't think there's anything wrong with having a knockdown drag out what by two ill-informed people on either side of an issue that don't really have any facts and are arguing to mask the uh, emotional problems that they are having that don't have anything to do with this issue that they don't really care that much about. I don't think there's anything wrong with masking uh, the emotional pit of despair you were in because you're in a loveless marriage uh, by screaming about uh, Gaza. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I think it's as, Ameri it's as American as apple pie. If apple pie is American, going to Thanksgiving with your loveless wife, uh, your loveless marriage, your wife who hates you and you hate her, and you just you know you're just doing it, you're doing it because you've been doing it for a while, but you know it's coming to an end, and you know dating after 40 ain't great. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of lonely nights and you're going to have to get back on the horse. And you know your wife, uh, you know, is basically, she's going to rebound a lot quicker than you and that bothers you too. And you know, you know this. You know it. And as you drive your moderately expensive SUV uh, to uh, your brother's house, who always had more money than you, he was always a little better looking than you. His family's a little better than yours. He cheats on his wife. She doesn't really mind. Or maybe she doesn't even know. She's dumb. She's from the South. You should have married a Southern woman, but you didn't. You married a, a New Yorker, and she was smart. She went to Vassar. She was smarter than you. She pretended she didn't want or care about money, but you know down deep she did. And you know down deep she looks at your brother's house and his car and things like that. All the things that she pretended not to care about, well, it turns out she was a fucking liar because she makes a lot of passive-aggressive comments about your income level, and it bothers you. And you don't find her attractive, and you haven't had sex in eight months, and... Eight months ago, it was you could barely get hard for her. You're just not into it anymore. But you can't go into that at Thanksgiving. So you have to scream and yell about Gaza or trans kids 
or uh, I don't know what, uh, guns. Because you're, you're in a pit of emotional pain and despair. And it, can only, and it can only be solved one way, and that way is by coming in with talking points and getting uh, on a high horse and feeling morally superior. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the point of the holiday, is to mask your pain. I think it's a beautiful thing. And you can, when you were at your Thanksgiving, this has come out after Thanksgiving, but you can tell somebody's getting really uh, into something. Go, this isn't really about, this isn't about, you know, immigration, is it? This is about something else. You have other issues. But listen, there's nothing wrong with a passionate exchange of ideas and information. It's what America's about. It's what America's about. At nauseum, I keep repeating this, how, 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 how people text me all the time. They go, hey, what, what beds do you have in your house, in the guest rooms that we all love? And I go, the Midnight Deluxe from Helix. They go, damn it, it's the nicest bed I've ever slept on in my life. And, and I'm telling you, they're like, what is it? And I go, Helix. They go, really? I go, yeah. I'm telling you right now, Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and free sleep bundle for our listeners in honor of Black Friday. Bundle includes two free pillows as well as a set of sheets and even a mattress protector. Go to helixsleep.com slash Tim D. This is actually really smart and a good thing to do. They are the best beds I have. Everybody loves them. Shopping for a mattress is insane. This salespeople are all like emotionally disturbed. <laughs> By the way, if you ever go to like a mattress sales, it's like you got a Tempur-Pedic in there and the people there are like sick. Um, Tim D is the code. You go to helixsleep.com. You can take a quiz, and the, the Midnight Deluxe is where it's at, but you can still take a quiz, and they'll basically tell you what's the perfect mattress for you because maybe the mattresses my friends love and family are not the ones that your friends and family will love, but I'm telling you right now, you take a quiz, they find out everything about you uh, and your sleeping style. They're offering 25% off all mattresses. You get two free pillows, set of sheets, mattress protector, all for free. You've got to be crazy not to do it. I may do it, actually. Helixsleep.com slash Tim D. Use the code HelixPartner25. Helixsleep.com slash Tim D. And use the code HelixPartner25. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. There's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. It's not a bad deal. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, so much more. You name it, they've got it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code Tim Dillon. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Hey, guys, that's called a deal. Okay? A good one. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code Tim Dillon. The crown is yours. And there's, I got to read this whole thing, right? I, I tell it, yeah. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369 in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 1-888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Kansas must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility 
and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. The commercial real estate crisis is deepening, um, and it's something that suggests a reckoning is coming. After COVID, people did not return to work. They didn't. Vacancy rates are high. Um, what's the big one that just went out of business? WeWork. Mm-hmm. WeWork was like Airbnb for companies. They would just have these uh, office spaces, thousands, tens of thousands of square feet for people that needed to work. Now, everybody's working from home. People don't go into offices as much. People do not, you know, have those um, communities that they used to have. I mean, offices are huge. There are workplace comedies in America. There was a hit show called The Office, right? It You're amputating a major part of American culture if you just send everybody into their house. The office is where people meet their friends. It's where people meet people they're going to marry. It's where... You know, they have a lot of the formative experiences as a younger intern or as somebody. You're looking at these old people in your office and you're going, fuck, I don't want to end up like that guy. Or God, you know, what I wouldn't give to end up like that guy. And I worked in tons of them. And I and I know exactly that that is what's happening. And I, I worked with them as a young guy having those things. When you... It's very interesting to look at the evolution of a physical society into a digital one, which is what's happening, where the new office is a Zoom meeting. It's a Microsoft uh, meetup or whatever it's called, Google Hangout, whatever these things are called. And that's the new office. And, and, and people are not going into a physical structure and they are staying home and they are, you know, more isolated than they've been. And they don't, they don't know their coworkers as well as they would have if they sat next to them or went to lunch with them. When you are face-to-face with somebody, the relationship you build is different than the one that you build digitally. This is just Mark Zuckerberg. Might, he might not want to hear that. The people that are making billions of dollars shutting everybody into their homes and, you know, hooking them up to a computer like an IV, don't want to hear that it is significant to be in someone's physical presence, sitting there, talking to them, hearing them. Instead, diminishing uh, everything to online is, uh, I think, going to be quite a negative for people. I don't think it's good for people to work. Number one, I don't think it's good for people's marriages. And this, we saw this during the pandemic. I I think people have to get out, get out of their house. You know, I have lots of friends that work from home and some of them it works out, but, but some of them, it's not working out. It's, 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 it's putting a strain on the marriage to be, in the same house every minute of every day 
And they're, they don't have this social, you know, community that they had. But commercial real estate is going to is probably going to collapse. Uh, people cannot get loans. The way that commercial mortgages work is that people are constantly refinancing them. They're constantly modifying them. And if they can't get new loans, those things are hard to do. And they head into foreclosure. Um, this is from the Post. The commercial real estate market is headed for a severe collapse due to, in large part, sky-high interest rates and declining property values. Nobody wants these properties anymore because they know it's not boom times. They know they're not going to get the rents that they would want. They know that a lot of these properties are going to sit vacant. When asked when they believe the price of office properties will hit bottom, 44% said they expected that to happen in the second half of next year, while 22% said it will be in the final six months of 2024, just 6% of the 919 respondents said that prices would bottom out this year. So people think this is a long slide. Mm -hmm. 30% of people are saying it won't bounce back till 2025 or beyond. The Fed has raised rates aggressively over and over again, and there is just less, which is why, you know, it's like, you know, my friend who's got a little QAnon boutique in Florida, you know, it's in an old motel. And it's kind of clever what they're doing there because they have this old motel where you can put, set up a boutique of the MAGA shit and the QAnon uh, memorabilia regalia. Why not? Why not? You know, I'm telling you right now, some $270 billion in commercial real estate loans held by banks are set to mature in 2023, according to TREP. Over the next four years, commercial real estate properties must pay off debt maturities that will peak at $550 billion, according to analysts and Morgan Stanley. Vacancy rates are at 30-year highs in many American cities. Q1 of 2023, New York City vacancy rate 22.2%. That is the most dynamic city in the world, the largest central business district in the world, New York. Wow. San Francisco, I mean, forget it. The vacancy rate in San Francisco is, I don't know exactly what it is, but I imagine it's, very high. Oh yeah. And this is um this is a, a this is a bigger story I think that people realize because what it signifies um is the collapse of a way of life for many people for a very long time. It doesn't mean that it's going to be 33.9% vacancy rate San Francisco 34% Vacant space, office buildings just sitting there, nobody working. They go, yeah, 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 I'm good. I'll do it from home. Yeah, Don, Donna came into work yesterday. She got slashed. What? Don, you know Donna. Well, Donna came into the office. She got slashed across her face. Yeah. So, we're listen, just if you're going to come in, be careful. Yeah, I think I'll just work from home. That's fine, too. 
But if you're going to just come in like, we're, we're telling everyone to use the Market Street entrance because, um, you know, Donna used the kind of main entrance and somebody just came up to her and, 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 and slashed her. Thank God it was, you know, it wasn't a knife. It was a pen, but she has ink poisoning and they just kind of jabbed at her with a pen a few times. But, you know, Donna, she's not a small woman and she fought back. So, I mean, they're saying it's not nearly as bad as it should have been. Well, anyway, get me that report when you can. Like, it's not a good time <laughs> in San Francisco to get people uh, into the office. But I don't know where it is. Like, I don't know where it, uh, where people are, uh, you know, obviously there's certain jobs you have to be in an office, but there's a lot of jobs. People are doing them on the fly. They're not, they're going, they're like, fuck it, dude, I'll work from Starbucks. I don't give a shit. I don't care. It's going to be a thing of the past to go, you sit there, you have an office. People used to take pride in their office. They used to sit all day and they'd fuck their back up and they'd order big lunches and they'd do nothing really. I mean, they would work for an hour or two and then, but this was people's life. This is a, a big part of the Americana going to the office, the crazy secretary, the boss who's riding you, your buddy Steve, the fantasy football group, Crazy Secretary Doreen. You know, this is what Americana, we're losing Americana. The hot receptionist you think you got a shot with, but you don't. All of these things are being traded in for these sterile, horrible Zoom culture. We're a bunch of disheveled people from their disgusting homes log on to a hellscape. It's it's really depressing to me. I was a, you know, I'm a big proponent of work. And I think offices are great. You know, a lot of people don't like that. My uh, socialist comrades hate uh, this because they... Envision that work has no meaning and life would be better if no one had to work. Just like during the pandemic when no one had a job. Remember how peaceful that was? Remember how peaceful and ideal that was when nobody worked? But I love offices. I love them. I like being in them. I like being in them now. And I know it's a terribly unpopular thing to say. People hate them. They're miserable. I've been miserable in them too. You got to plot your way out or your way up or something. But they're not nearly as bad as it, as it could be. When you look at the way, you know, there's a hell of a lot of people in developed countries, even countries like Russia is a developed country. A lot of those people would love to go do data entry in a Long Island office and drink uh, a cup of coffee with uh, French vanilla creamer in it and sit their fat ass in a chair and just click. I mean, listen, is it particularly uh, inspiring? No. But when you look at the realities of lots of people's lives, it gives you a purpose. We had this guy, George, used to deliver mail. He, had, he was like deformed, but, or he had cancer, like melanomas on him. 
But he came every day. He was so happy to deliver the mail to the office. He wasn't some schmuck delivering mail on the street. Those people are pedophiles. He was delivering it to the office. And sometimes the big guy would come out and go, hey, George. And they remembered his name. And like, where do people like that go? Where do people like that? Natal, fat Natalia. She was so big. But she waddled in and sat her to And she was good at what she did. Where do these people go? Where do people go who derive a sense of purpose and belonging from their job? Which is, again, something that a lot of people don't understand. Because they live in a fantasy world that everybody's going to have a Disney adventure on the planet and get absolutely everything they want. And they have all of these passions that they just, they're like, this job's keeping me from my passion, man. I got to go out there and show the world how special I am. But like a lot of people actually derive a certain amount of fulfillment and meaning from their job in an office doing nothing. It's not that important what they're doing. They're just not sitting in their kitchen. It's forced social interaction for a lot of these people. And it worries me because I think if you get rid of these spaces and you just send people back, you know, in, in, back to their kitchen tables and companies hire less people, you just end up with a, a lot of disaffected, unemployed people that are even more isolated than they were before. And that bothers me. It's not a bad world, uh, the corporate uh, world, in, in, in the sense that it's miserable in the way, like I have friends in it, and all they do is complain how much they hate it. But if you measure their lives against people's lives all over the place, they have superior lives. They have superior lives to a lot of, not everybody, but a lot of people. And I know it's the coolest thing in the world to be like, fuck the corporate world, it sucks, everything sucks, you a fucking elevator, fucking lose, this guy's on my back, he wants this report or that. But you know, listen, compared to what, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? I, I don't know. Sitting in your home, sitting in the office you've made in your den. I don't know, dude. That just seems. I know people with a lot of freedom, and sometimes too much freedom is a bad thing. I would love, even though I do what I do here, I would love to. I would love to work a couple of days a week at a Geico. I would love that. I would absolutely love for a couple of days a week to just work at uh, either a car, car insurance or something to just kind of have a, to have that feeling of like getting in there, you get your cup of coffee, sit down, you open folders, you open a couple of files, you get on the computer, here comes the emails, we're all rolling each other, we're all rolling eyes, looking at each other like, can you fucking believe, can you believe this? Can you believe this cunt? You know, you go out, you smoke a cigarette with somebody, you talk about the company, talk about the business. 
There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than being in a dead-end job with other losers. I'm telling you. All I'm around right now is successful, wealthy people. It's terrible. <laughs> it's miserable and horrible. Horrible. They all just want to take ayahuasca. <laughs> so all these people want to do is, they're all so goddamn rich. All they want to do is take um, ayahuasca and open their third eye and fourth eye and fifth eye. They want to all keep um, uh, just taking uh, different forms of DMT until the aliens get so sick of them in hyperspace. They keep going, you again? <laughs> These aliens are in the other dimension going, will you go to work? Get a job! All these people are just every every need, you know, every like uh, every need has been removed from their lives. So they're just like endlessly trying to explore their inner child. They're like fingering their inner child all the time. <laughs> it's like it's so annoying. Like you can barely have a real conversation with any of them because they, they they're they're up their own ass so far. That they're like, it's crazy. So there's nothing better than being at a dead-end job with broke losers who have given up because then you're going to actually have the best conversations. Some of the deepest, realest conversations I've ever had with anybody have certainly not at my Friendsgiving, but... The, uh, the deepest, realest conversation I've had with anybody have been outside of like a call center or a mortgage office or whatever, smoking a cigarette in an empty parking lot, going, what the fuck are we going to do? How, are, how does this? You become like war buddies in a shitty job where people aren't going anywhere you actually have, it, it becomes fun. Now, yes, there's negatives to that. I'm not an idiot. But what I am saying is like, you close down all the offices, you throw away all the French vanilla creamer, you throw away all the Keurigs. What do you think happens? What do you think happens to people when you send them back to their domiciles and tell them to work from home, we would have fundraisers and stuff. You know, this is uh, now people hate it. People hate it. It's uh, uh roundly criticized uh, as being a meaningless, a meaningless way to spend your life. What a meaningless, what a meaningless way to spend your life in a corporate, corporate America. It's meaningless. It's so mean to provide for your wife and kids. God, it's meaningless. Didn't you ever want to paint? And this idea that everybody is just uh, shoving all their dreams uh, down deep into them and then going, and there's some of that for sure. But also we're trying, we're running a society here. Someone's got to work. Not everyone can fuck around all the time. Not everyone's going to be a millionaire because they invented a sock company. People are going to need to work. Someone's got to be a cog in a machine. Someone's got to be that guy. Someone's got to be the guy that walks into the office. You go, oh, God, it's him. Someone's got to be that. Someone's got someone's to be that the mail guy. George, who's happy to give you the mail. Where do these people go? 
everybody's not going, this whole ethos of like online hustler culture that we think that like everybody is just one crap psychology book away from being the CEO of their own empire is got to stop. It's got to go. A convention is nice. Going to a corporate convention with other losers is nice. Trying to get laid in a corporate convention in, in Cleveland, Ohio is a good life. You're not going to be a Kardashian. It is not happening. It's not going to happen. You're, 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 it's things that are good. The most fun you're going to have is at a bar in Cleveland, Ohio at, at, at the convention for paralegals. I don't know what people do. But the, the point is, this is a good thing. I, I'm telling you that the demise of commercial real estate is bad. I, I worry about it. Nothing would make me happier than for a day or two to just be part of a, of a corporate culture again. To go in and get, a, get an email, get an email, turn around to my buddy, like, hey, man. He goes, you, you, you were out uh, yesterday. Oof, Deb was on a tear. Deb was on a tear. Dude, Deb was on a fucking tear. Maybe trouble at home or something, but that bitch is sick. Sick. Like, those conversations, it never happens. You're not allowed, it's like, when you work in those jobs, you, you're, you're allowed to hate. It's encouraged. You're allowed to hate. You're allowed to be bitter, resentful. And, and then, you know, how, how are you going to do that at home? That'll ruin your marriage. Your wife doesn't care about your job. She doesn't want to hear about how much you hate everybody. That's why you have an office. You have friends. You have buddies. You get a cocktail after work. You're allowed, I mean, that's that's got to go somewhere. That that resentment, that ball of the, the anger you have inside of you, it's got to go somewhere. It's got to go to your buddies, to the left, to the right. What's wrong with Deb? She's a sick bitch. Deb's a sick fuck. She's sick. A couple of weeks ago, she thought she was having a stroke. That's how fucking wound up she gets. One day she is going to have a stroke because she's sick, man. That has to go somewhere. You can't say that to your wife at your house. Remember, Deb? De Deb, she's an underwriter. Well, she's sick. No, not, not, no, not physically. She says something. She's, something's wrong with her. I hate her. I hate her. Will you talk to me about how much I hate? It'll never work. It'll never, you'll be on the street. Your wife will leave. Your wife will say something like, maybe she's going through something. And you're like, oh God. Oh God. Well, what's this? I'm telling you, people go, oh, it's just a commercial real estate crisis. It is amputating a, an essential part of American society and civilization. That is not, it, it'll re, only be replaced, by the way, by uh, uh, further entering the dark Hamas tunnel of the internet, which is not good. We're at, we're at 55 already? Yeah. God, so much else I want to talk about. But does anything I'm saying make sense? It does. This is a great uh, defense here of dead-end jobs. They're important, <laughs> but they are important. Yeah. They are really important. And I know that you don't agree with anything I say because you, you, you know, you drink the Kool-Aid. What do you mean? 
Meaning that people at your generation has been everything I'm saying about the embrace of the dead-end job, the embrace of the sterile corporate culture uh, is antithetical to everything that you have been told and everything that I have been told too, which is to follow your dream and the rest of all that horse shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, we're supposed to aspire, yeah. Right. But don't you But don't you agree with me? Yeah, I mean, there's got to be uh, pawns too. I mean, we all heard that phrase. It's not even about pawns. It's the happiest you'll ever be in your life. I'm telling you. Well, does anyone listen to me? <laughs> the happiest you'll ever be in your life is in a dead end job. You go, you know, Deb. I hope Deb gets shot in the head. <laughs> I would love to see her shot in the head. Everyone's laughing. Nothing's better than a, a, a laugh at work. Mm. A, a laugh at work. Your buddies go, Chuck's hilarious. He did this whole thing. He acted out Deb getting raped. <laughs> but it's, I, I'm just telling you, I'm telling you right now. Uh, I I lo- I wish to God I wasn't rich, <laughs> and I didn't live in this goddamn mansion. I wish to God I worked at Geico. <laughs> what do you mean stop? There's, I, there's no I'm way. I'm serious. What do you mean there's no way? I mean you, have you to- don't understand anything about human nature and the complexities of it. <laughs> you want to go back? Is what you're saying. If I could just work at a in a court in a corporate environment, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying for a day, a day or two, <laughs> and I would you no, know, you know, mm-hmm. but but you, I'm saying I'm saying it's fun. I would love to get a fun laugh and as corporate, it's a corporate environment. We're all in there. This fucking company, not what it was. Mm-hmm. We're all sitting there. We go. It's not what it was. This company, huh? Used to work here. Used to be treated differently. They don't treat us. They don't treat us well anymore. Just to be with a bunch of bitter losers, bitter, resentful losers again, getting mad at a company they barely understand, being angry, eating big sandwiches, and being angry with people hating. Fuck that person. Fuck him. How did he get that deal? Well, his father is, of course. God damn it, of course. You know, it's great. I ruined my goddamn life. <laughs> I want to go back. I want to work for a shady financial comp. Not like really bad, but just kind of like, you know, just have those moments again. The corporate moment. Your lunch has arrived. Your lunch has arrived. Your lunch has arrived. Chicken cutlet, honey, pesto, mayo, roasted red peppers on ciabatta, a little side of macaroni salad or tomato salad, and Hatred, hatred and anger and pomposity to be pompous and to know better. And when the young guys come in, you go, you don't really know how it works. I'll tell you how it works. You seem like a good kid. Like the paramilitary structure of it all. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's fucking, it's actually, it's actually beautiful. Compared to Hamas, compared to... The other options, you know, sex trafficking in Thailand or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. In certain countries, they put their own children in sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to work at IBM. I know it crushes your dreams. I know you want to be Fiona Apple. 
And everybody wants to be Fiona Apple out there. And everybody just wants to go to Fiona Apple and be deep. I know. Or Phoebe Bridgers. I'd I'd respect Phoebe Bridgers more if she worked at IBM, Mm. personally. If she had all the talent she did, but still, like she worked at, she would never like she wouldn't quit. She worked at American Express, like like Phoebe Bridgers, and she sold American Express cards at her concerts. Like all these people, you know, wandered in, and they're all sad. And she's got great music, but she's making them sadder with that, you know, Sullivan or whatever she sings that street song about the street. It is very good. It's like a nice sad Christmas song. She's got a bunch of them, and and she's like after that, and then she goes. And then she goes, now you all know, also know that I work at American Express. And everyone's. <laughs> and she goes, I want to tell you about a few of the benefits of this card. And then she like, you know, starts doing interest rates and points and everything. And why do you have to, th- why do you have to choose one or the other? <laughs> why do you have to choose one or the other? Kevin Hart's not. He's Bay Chase. He's got a card out now. Mm-hmm. He's got a card. God, I'd love a card. What about the Dylan card? Chase wouldn't do it. Who would do it? Amex. No. We'd have to go. We we got to go. We got to go low. <laughs> we got to find like a, a teacher, like a teacher's credit union yeah. <laughs> yeah. for like, you know, I mean, we got to find like some real scumbag arrangement. But I, I'm just telling you, like I, this was a very, the depth of this episode is going to escape people because... People don't know how lucky they are. This is my point. My point is this, and it's pretty. It's a pretty salient point. People do not know how lucky they are when they're this 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 mundane life that you've created is actually great. This life of nothing is actually good. This life of like, ooh, someone brought donuts is actually good. It's actually peak civilization. How about that? about that? It's actually peak civilization to just get up, roll out of bed, head into some office with a bunch of clowns, eat a donut, and then just email somebody that they've been denied for new liver or whatever, whatever the, whatever the work is. It doesn't even matter what the work is. You just email someone you go, we're not paying for that operation. Figure it out. And then you have a lunch with the guys. This, this is peak. It's peak. And we're past peak, not to be the bearer of bad news, but that's peak. Peak civilization is like, I'm bored at work. I'm bored. Don't you think that people in Gaza want to be bored at work? <laughs> Don't you think they want to be the choosing which coffee creamer to use? You know? It, it, it really is. Sometimes I think I'm too smart for the, for, to communicate with others and that I should just sit kind of like the giver. Remember him? Did he even speak? No. He just took it all in. And that's where I think sometimes I am because I keep trying to communicate with others and I'm at a loss because who would defend American Express? Who would defend Geico? Who would say that that's the meaning of life? But it is. All these people write about the meaning of life. It really is to work at Geico. That's the meaning of life. Like the meaning of life. Not, not, you know... You know, there's a lot of meanings of life, but one of the meanings of life is 
to figure it out. To figure out how to just have food and shelter. You need, you have basic needs that need to get met. And sometimes you meet, like, no matter what you end up doing, there's going to be periods of your life that you're going to work at places you don't like. You know, this is what's going to happen. You're not ev- Everybody's not going to be, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the, the people on Stranger Things, those kids. Like, And they'll, they're going to pay late. They're going to pay later. They're going to pay later. And everyone pays. Everyone pay, You don't get out without paying, you know? So... What I'm saying, and a lot of people might disagree with me, is that a a dead-end corporate gig where you're not too low and you're not too high and you're just kind of riding in the middle and you're going, uh, you got a couple of free tickets to the game, you're taking some client, he's a real schmuck. But, you know, he might re-up with you. You realize that's it. That is every. You did it. You did it. Because the war, the world is war and hell and famine and chaos and, you know, or, or people uh, taking ayahuasca in their Rolls Royce, try to figure out how deep is it? How do I, I need to actualize. Ah. But that's what it comes down to. So when you look at the state of chaos, it's all over the world. The idea that you have some boring dead-end corporate job is actually quite an accomplishment, not only of you, but of the people around you, yes or yes. Be happy with those things. Fight for them. Fight for the office. We're going back. We're going back. We're go- Where's that energy? It's all for Israel and the Palestine. Where's the energy to go back into the office, to crawl back into it? Crawl into it. We're going back. We're going back. Protest. Get your fat ass back in the office. Because Deb is a sick bitch. And you want to tell someone about it. You, I'm telling you, life will not get better. Fight for this. No one's going to listen to me. God, they'll play this years from now. Years from now, after the people in this town have had me killed. Years from now, someone will hear this and they'll go, God, he was fucking right. God, he was right. We should have fought for the shitty little deli in the basement of the building. We should have fought for our office. We should have fought for the break room. We should have fought for it, for civilization. We should have fought. When we had the chance, we didn't because we were all pompous and we all thought we were better than that and we didn't need it. We didn't need to see each other in the flesh or talk to each other that... Life was a series of gigs or schemes. Jobs were for losers. Schemes were better. Gigs were better. Even though they only enriched the fucking apps on our phones and kept us on a perpetual wheel, offered us nothing in the way of cohesive social environments. We all became lonely freaks in our cars, our houses, our apartments, on messenger bikes. Task rabbit showing up, installing a TV, and then leaving. All of this stuff. We didn't fight for the great American office, the great dead-end job, the great middle-class, mediocre God. I wish I had fucking applied myself in college, and I wouldn't be in this dump. The great backyard beer with your neighbor, 
fuck this place, 30 years, they tell you to fuck off at the end. I'm telling you, you didn't fight for it when you had the chance. The biggest regret of my life is that I don't work in an insurance company in Ohio. The privilege, the privilege. You think I like driving this Bentley? It ruins every other car. I'm in a rental right now. It's it's insane. It's an infinity. It's insane. I don't even know how it even happens. This infinity truck is horrible. My greatest regret in my life is that I do not work in insurance in Ohio. Be smart. Fight. For these things, I'm telling you, so many of you are not smart enough to understand this episode. It's very hard. It's very hard for me. How do I have a career at all? Rob, you're right because now I was killed in a tunnel by MR6 and the Mossad. All right, all right. You keep doing this all the time. But you're right. I actually believe that... The happiest I've ever been is not when I was going to Africa pretending to care about the babies. The happiest I've ever been was when I was in a, a bank with my girlfriends and we was all talking about who had bigger dicks, the ba- all the bankers, which bank had the biggest dick. That was really fun. I didn't like Africa. It was depressing. That's Princess Diana saying what we all know. Well, I, I hope, do, do you understand what I'm saying? You, you've shook your head multiple times, but is it, it's, beyond, it's so hard, I think, to fully grasp if you're not a, a full genius. I'm not as, in, as enlightened as you, but I, I do see where you're coming from. I do see, you know, how the, the mundanity can be enjoyable. It is, it is, not only is it enjoyable, it is it. That is it. That is it. That is it. That is it. Enjoy that. There's a few great moments and a few terrible ones, but in that, in what you do every day is what your life is. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that. And they don't realize the purpose it serves. They're always looking for something else. It's very American to do that, by the way. This holiday season, just don't treat yourself to a one-time gift. Give the gift that keeps on giving all year round with Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post. Every month, the Box of Awesome is filled with carefully chosen gear from the best small brands around the world. Let's see what I got this month. My box this month... Um, had really cool stuff in it. I had this little uh, mini candle that was really cool, like a little candle, like a fall with a fall fall scent, and um, it was really beautiful to have it, and I enjoyed it. And it also had I had a a pack of nuts, like mixed nuts, with the, you know, with the, the the way they do them with the fall kind of fall smoke, smoky and sweet the flavors. And um, I had um, a lot of stuff in there. I'm trying to remember what the other third thing I had. White, white uh, phosphorus. <laughs> the Spoke Post is offering tons of discounts through the holidays, so there's never been a better time to sign up. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. This is true. It's a great gift to give. Each box is valued around 70 bucks, but you only pay a fraction of that pl- price. 
Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small business. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. This is great. You got people moving different places, going to college, whatever it is. This is like you send this to somebody, and they're every month they remind they're reminded of, of how cool you are and what a good person you are. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code Tim Dillon at checkout. That's box of that's boxofawesome.com, code Tim Dillon for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code Tim Dillon. 30% of all fatal accidents occur between 6 p.m. and midnight. People aged 25 to 34 have the highest amount of drivers involved in car crashes. People aged 15 to 24 had the highest rate of emergency room visits due to car accidents of all age groups. Folks, you got to watch out. You got to protect yourself. Morgan & Morgan, Americans, America's largest injury law firm. They have over 100 offices nationwide, more than 800 lawyers. They've gotten over $15 billion recovered for their 300,000 clients. They've got a proven track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. Morgan & Morgan has been fighting for the people for over 35 years. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is so easy. I'm telling you, got to do it. If it happens, if you're in trouble, reach out. They're going to help. This is what they do. Don't go it alone. Don't bear the burden yourself. Reach out to a personal injury law firm like Morgan & Morgan. So many people out there, they're like, I just carry this burden myself. Don't do that. Get help. Call to action. Oh, fuck, sorry. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash Tim or dial pound law, pound 529 from your cell phone. That's forthepeople.com slash Tim or dial pound law, pound 529 from your cell. This is a paid advertisement. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Because I can't get another job, although I'd love to, I would like you to go to TimDillonComedy.com and see the shows on the rest of the tour. Detroit, Toronto, Austin, Brea, New Year's, Columbus, Ohio, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., Northfield, Ohio, San Antonio, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, St. Louis, Missouri, Indianapolis, Indiana, Boston, Massachusetts, and Foxwoods in Connecticut. We've also added Schomburg Improv and the Dania Improv in Florida. They should be on sale, I believe. Schomburg's in Chicago. Dania Beach is in Florida. Um... I sincerely hope everybody had a great uh, Thanksgiving, and I sincerely hope everybody found ways to navigate uh, the social climate at your parties. Um, we have, uh, we're recording an episode with our special guest, surprise guest. Hopefully it will make some people happy and some people won't be happy. And these are, <laughs> this is the thing, right? Isn't that the thing? And I, I'm going to sign off now, but I wish, I wish, let me tell you what I wish I was doing. I wish I was doing. I wish I was logging out of my computer, pushing back. I'd still have a similar chair. I have a very similar chair to my office. Pushing back from my desk, getting up, you know? Someone's looking at me. They go, ah, oh, quitting time, huh? I go, yeah. They go, yeah, you're in late tonight. You know, it's 6.15. They're being a wise ass. Oh, you're late tonight, huh? Burning the midnight oil. I go, yeah, you know, we're just a couple of guys who got to go get a drink. Go, yep. You walk out, you stand in that 
in that parking lot, that 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 kind of empty parking lot. You get in your car. It's not the nicest, but it's not the worst. You you turn on the radio and your your songs on, and one of the songs that you like is on that you really enjoy, and you try and you listen to classic rock, and you drive out of the little industrial park, and it's a pretty good day. It's a pretty good day because you live in you live in your dream and you don't even realize it. You don't even realize that you're living your dream. That's actually the only dreams you can live are the ones you don't realize. And you're driving in your car and you're happy. And this is not going to end with you getting killed on the highway, which is every story I tell ends with like, oh, you're, you're sideswiped on the highway. <laughs> um, but you get to the bar and there's a couple of the guys at the bar and you're sitting there and you have a cocktail and you have a drink and, you know, you're sitting there and you're, you're just joking around about nothing. And you're like, it's all nothing. Everything we do is nothing. And the breeze hits you in a certain way. And you put your phone down for a minute. And you're just kind of watching the game. Or having drinks with a few people. And maybe you got a couple of kids. Maybe not. Maybe you got a wife. Maybe not. Maybe there's a, Maybe you're a single guy and you're young. You're starting your thing out. Maybe you're in between people or whatever. But for the moment, things are fine. You're You're... You're there, you're alive, and you need nothing else on the planet. That's all you need. And all we have done is told people that they need much, much more than that. That's the problem. All you need is life. That's not all I need, but it's all you need. <laughs> 